This episode of Relativity is made possible through the support of Stephen and Catherine Farris, Bill Cariola, Barry Heap, Paul Van Bremen, and Michael W. McClure, and by listeners like you, who support us and get exclusive content through patreon.com slash relativity. Mrs. Schumacher, what did, what did you think of him? He sounds very wise to me. A lot of that was really out there, very exotic thinking. Is it? Or has he simply held on to a truth that was known thousands of years ago and then forgotten? Well, I do feel deep down that his, his explanation of you must remain connected it makes perfect sense. At long last, I feel like I understand it. I wish we'd had time to ask him about why are there so many when all is one. Oh, but the meaning of this is obvious. How can you not see this? Relativity, episode 53, in which new life begins. Please don't repeat the story of the wise man who says there are no others. But it is the point. It is. Imagine what the man says is true. Yes? The universe is intelligent. It has consciousness. Imagine being something so big looking at you, looking at people on the earth. Would you see any one person? Any one thing? We'd all blend together from that distance. Just a frenetic blob of organic matter. And this mind, this consciousness is trying to understand you. Trying to know why you think of yourself as being alone. Why you think that everything you do does not have some impact on someone else. And it would ask... Why are there so many? That's right. I can see that you're all one thing, it would say. But you seem to think you stand alone, unconnected to anything or anyone else. Professor Schumacher, you are a genius. This fact is well known. I almost hate to admit it, Mama, but I think you're exactly right. It feels right, doesn't it? Like, that's... We were trying to make sense of that in our own brains. We just weren't... We weren't translating it completely. There, you see? I still have much to contribute. You do, Mama. I really am going to go lie down now. This conscious universe stuff has drained my batteries. You go recharge. I'll try. Konyechny out. And that really is brilliant, Mama. And it was nice to have you right here. Thank you, Liebchen. It's good to hear. No. You know you can't make a habit of it. I know the rules are the rules. I know this. It's mission control, you know? You maintain the discipline. I respect that. I have always believed in discipline. (sighs) You can say that again. And your father felt the same. He did. So you believe all of this? That there are, what did he say, strings of energy everywhere? That much is fact. I mean, our best science of the last 50 years confirms the presence of energy we can't detect or measure. But we know it's there because we see its effect on gravity and motion. So, is it possible that it's all part of a a conscious universe? That every individual thing in existence is basically a brain cell making up a vast mind? How would you go about proving something like that? Hmm. Always it has been this way with you. All of your life. What do you mean? Your father and I, we were humanities professors. Literature and language, poetry and drama and music. Okay. Then we have this daughter who is fascinated, practically from the cradle, with facts and figures. 
with a way to prove something is true. But you and Papa taught me all of those things. You were artists, but you were still academics. You had to cite evidence for your statements. You couldn't just go into class and say whatever you felt without being able to back it up somehow. That is true. You are right about that. But you have always been the skeptic, true? Well, yes. When you were eight years old, you told us you were through with religion and with the rabbis and I scripture. I couldn't believe in something that can't be measured or reliably repeated or adequately tested. I know, and I do understand. But now Louis Anstey is telling us that you and your man in space share a connection that is, would you not call it spiritual? I would call it an interaction of energy, a sort of sympathetic vibration. And the voices you have heard? Our own brains interpreting electrochemical activity that our cerebral language centers couldn't otherwise interpret. Hmm. I imagine you are correct. It's the only explanation that fits all the facts. I, I can't accept that it's the work of a higher power or. Movement of invisible spirits, and yet you just said that is exactly what it is. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I believe you did. I believe we are both talking about the same things, described with different vocabulary. The only difference is in the names we choose to give to them. All right, how about that one? Normal balance of C2H403. No change at all. None within measurable limits. We are getting absolutely nowhere. You sound discouraged. It's been weeks, Nadia, and I—I I know the progress of science is slow. I just—well, this is why I didn't go into research. I—I—I I, I like to give somebody a shot and watch their rash instantly clear out. That's the kind of chemical science I enjoy. It has, in fact, been only eleven days since we last spoke with Louis Anstey. Not, as you say, weeks. That's nearly two weeks, isn't it? I forget. Still, your perseverance does you credit. You said you wanted to devote your time to researching the curious behavior of the plant life here and on Earth, and you have done precisely that. Yes, I'm highly motivated, and you're very kind. But I think what we're proving here is that I'm not a research botanist. You have never claimed to be. No, but that's the bitter irony here, isn't it? I'm I'm trained to take care of people, and now I'm on a ship where there aren't any people, except me. But I've got a million trees with me. Trees are what I have. You know, you've been great about this, Nadia. You really have. I mean, I'm the one who decided to collect samples from the plants and the habitat and compare them with data collected on the Earth. That wasn't. This isn't in your mission plan. On the contrary. It was assumed from the earliest days of my programming that I would work closely with the botanists and zoologists in the crew, coordinating all data they accumulated through this ship's voyage. And I have incorporated all of their prior work into my own knowledge base. Oh, I'm so glad you did. I could spend the rest of this trip reading biology books, or I could just ask you for the answers. I prefer the latter, of course, because it increases the amount of time we spend in conversation. <laughs> Even if the conversation is about plasmodesmata and chemical exchanges, <laughs> even then, uh, did you just laugh? Was your statement not intended to be humorous? Kind of was. I've just never heard you 
Laugh. I've never heard any computer laugh. My program of learning and imitating human behavior is ongoing. You should not be surprised by progress. Well, not by progress. I guess just by milestones. Some changes feel more significant than others. You are familiar, I assume, with what is called the Turing test? Of course. My goal is to become an entity which no discerning and intelligent person could ever determine to be a computer. No matter how long they talked with you, even if they talked with you for years. Precisely. Yeah. You know, I once got the mad idea that Sophia was not really a person. That she was some kind of sophisticated simulation and that this was all part of an unannounced training test. How did she convince you she was a human female? Uh, I don't remember. And you have never seen so much as a photograph of her? I have not. Uh, she has all kinds of data about me, but I have very little about her. Would you like to see her? I have many images. I, you know, I think I'll stick with my mental image of her. Because that's how I know her. That's who she is to me. Let me know if you change your mind. I will, but I don't think I will. Excuse me? I mean, I, I, I will let you know, but I don't think I will change my mind. It gives nothing away to say that by all the standards by which I understand these things to be judged, she is a very attractive young lady. Is that how you envision her? Hmm. You... You want to know the truth? I think of Sophia as being... The daughter I never had, so so there's no objectification, if that's what you mean. But I do think of her as a sort of an ideal, you know, as as being the young woman any parent would point to with pride and say, that's my daughter. That genius who's flight director of a space mission that would have fallen completely apart by now if not for her. And and yes, she's she's pretty. Yes, she takes good care of herself. She's a wonderful person. You love her very much. Well, I've, I've never put it into words like that, but yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do. Does it matter? Of course. All feelings matter. And your feelings for her will be of greatest consequence when we leave the compensator field and are cut off from Earth. Yeah, when I came on board, I said there was nobody back there that I cared about. And that has changed. That has changed. Marcus, are you available to take over for an hour? I would like to go out and run an errand or two. I am, and all other stations are monitored right now. There's not a lot for flight to do. True. That's why I'm going out. <laughs> would it would it be alright if I spoke with you offline for a moment before you go? Yeah, of course. Just make sure somebody's monitoring the flight channel, just in case they need to call you. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, going off this and heading your way. Is there a problem? No, absolutely not. I don't know if I've seen such nominal readings from every aspect of Kiyashini. It's wonderful, isn't it? It is. It really feels like things are starting to, well, calm down around here. Instead of being in a constant state of crisis, people are getting on with their lives. Is this about Prithvi suddenly leaving us? Well, that is an amazing development. But if he thinks he and Louis Anstey can work together in Mexico, I say... More power to him. Yeah, I'll miss that little smart aleck. Yeah, so will I. But if none of that is why you... Um... So, I did some research, 
And I found out that the agency has no policy or rule or even guideline about mm, employees dating one another. No, it doesn't. Even somebody asking their immediate supervisor out on a date. If you're interested. If that's what you're doing now, that was the most roundabout way of doing it I've ever heard. I, I practiced it for about three hours last night. Oh, um, that's very sweet, Marcus. Sweet and deeply flattering. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, I'm afraid I, I just can't. I like you so very much, and I respect you and admire you, and... And? Okay, and I, uh, I find you really attractive. Oh, yeah? I just can't jeopardize the working relationship we have. I've never been good at that. I've messed up things like that in the past, and I promised myself never again. Uh, I, I respect that. I really do. And see, I, I knew you would. Because that's the kind of mature and compassionate person you are. I do hope you understand. And that we haven't already messed up something good and precious and important. No, I knew I'd be taking that chance. And I'm glad you did. I am. I... Now, I, I, I really do have to go. I'm trying to get to what's left of my house for a few minutes before all the cars are occupied. I understand. I'll, I'll see you when I get back. Take care. Boss. This is Data Specialist One, Marcus Dupree, coming online as acting flight director for a mission in which nothing is happening. Nothing out there in space, nothing down here on the ground. Nadia, can you hear me? I can. Are you collecting more plant samples? Uh, not this time. I have a little trap here. I don't know if you can see that. I am I'm hoping to catch some kind of insect that feeds on blood. A tick or a mosquito. There are no mosquitoes in the habitat. What? None? None. A deliberate and daring choice considering the commitment to diversity shared by the originators of this project. Are you saying they decided the mosquito contributes nothing to the life cycles of this forest? They weighed that possibility against the harm they do to other species and found the mosquito expendable. Well... I'm not complaining. No wonder I've never been lanced by one of those little vampires in here. But there are ticks and other blood-feeding insects. Okay, then I'll get one of whatever that is. I, I'm going to compare every aspect of its insides to everything you know about insects carrying the super-adaptive lysivirus. And, I presume, all the work that has been done in such comparisons on Earth. Right, because ours are different. Indeed they are. All insects here are descendants of the first insects introduced to the habitat, which were all certified to be virus-free. That's what I'm counting on, because no insects on Earth could claim that kind of... Uh, gotcha! Captured a tick. Oh, maybe better. I, I think this is a deer fly. I will have your analytic equipment waiting for you in sick bay. Ah, 
Thank you, Nadia. You are the best lab partner a guy ever had. Passengers. Just one, but I've placed several items for my home in the trunk, in the maletero. Please remind me that I put them in there. I will remind you. Next destination? Central Bank downtown. Are you of... what would it be? A, a level 3 interface, by chance? This is a level 2 automobile interface. I wanted to check some basic logic with you, but that may be above... Um, that probably isn't part of your programming. Level 2 interfaces are not designed for complex conversation. We are, however, designed to be excellent listeners. We offer hundreds of appropriate responses of agreement and affirmation. Very comforting. Uh, that's a good idea. Well, uh, I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> There's this guy at work, and he's hes the kind of person anyone would want to have as a, what do I want to call it, a partner? I mean, more than that, you know? You face a difficult challenge. Well, only because I'm making it one, I think. I mean, it's something that most people, they, they don't fret about things like this. They just go for it. They just jump in and see what happens. Spontaneity is fun. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I really would not know. But he he just put himself out there and the raw courage of that man. I, how long had he been... And he knew it could ruin... I know he loves his work. And that might have... Oh, I don't know what to do. I feel sure you will make the right decision. Okay, you know what? Override for new directions. New destination? Mission Control Arecibo. Highest safe speed. Mission Control Arecibo. Highest safe speed. from the uh, entomologist in Sao Paulo, and I'll, I'll try to keep a ton of data streaming down to her as well. You may yet crack this code, Doctor. I'm telling you, Marcus, this thing about remaining connected, it really is... I mean, I mean, here's what I think about the cell virus. There was some vital connection between life forms on Earth, something so subtle that we didn't understand it, and there was never a dedicated science to studying those interactions between plants and insects and humans and everything. No, no nation on Earth was supporting pure science to that degree. So when that connection, whatever it was, it got broken. A mutation occurred. Yeah, a mutation was inevitable. And before long, there's a virus that could be carried by insects to well, everybody on the planet. And meanwhile, the environment is continuing its downward spiral. Uh, to, 
Well, well, when's the next monster hurricane there, do you know? There's a tropical storm brewing out there right now. Could upgrade any day now. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, Marcus. Just, just keep yourself safe, all right? This time, just stay at Mission Control, right? Just stay right where you are. I intend to. Can I... Can I ask you a question about the central computer? Sure. Like what? I guess I'm wondering if Nadia still says she's in love with you. Oh, that was weeks ago. Twelve days. Twelve days. As you can tell, she'll always prefer to answer for herself. I would say our relationship has matured beyond my adolescent affection. You see? So, that's good, right? It's very good. I like it. And I think I think Nadia likes it, too. I like it very much. I guess I'm just wondering how you get a computer to fall in love with you. Is that something you want? Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's a... Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. You get it. I get it. Marcus? Sophia? Marcus, um, you can't see me from where you are, but I'm I'm calling from security checkpoint. Um, I'm, I'm not going inside just yet. Okay. But I, I want you to come over here for a minute. Don't, don't worry about shutting anything down or handing anything over. Just stand up and walk over here. Sure. Uh, doing it now. What the hell is going on? I don't know, but there she is. Do you want me to stay on the line? Or- Marcus, I've just been to my house where my mother and my sister and I used to live. And now my sister is here in the cryo chamber, blissfully unaware and... My mother lives downstairs and is perfectly content for the first time in years, and it hit me. I'm the only one in my family who's restless, who feels like there's something missing in her life, like she's trying to... I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not following you. The point is, what you did earlier today was so brave. You risked the comfort I know you feel in your relationship here, in your in your work environment, and... You put all of that on the line in the hope, in the dear, sweet hope that I might be in a place where I could, where I might actually have the courage to take the same risk. It's fine. Really. I'm talking too much. I'm just flustered and... Hey, it's okay. It is. You know what? Just come here. Come over here. Okay. No, I mean closer. I mean right here. You mean like... what I think it is? Whoa. Tell me what's happening. Give me your headset. Mission Control to Konechny. This is an order from your flight director. Uh, I'm ready. Mind your own business. <laughs> Roger that. Konechny, out. Chris? Nadia? Are you in the middle of a complex task? I'm just watching this. New little trap I've set up. I was hoping to catch another deer fly. It's not a mentally challenging task, watching this fly trap, if that's what you're asking. So we can talk. We can talk. I have been considering a major project to undertake in the coming year. All right. It will require a great deal of your assistance and participation, and I know you already have, as the expression is, a full plate. Well, I'm just trying to find a cure for an incurable disease, but, you know, keep talking. I have thoroughly enjoyed every aspect of my recent exploration of human thought, feeling, and behavior. But it is increasingly clear to me that much of the human experience is related to your relationship with your own body. True. Please hear me out. We do have an extraordinary collection of prime human genetic material stored on this vessel. 
and a machine designed for in vitro fertilization and the fostering of an embryo through development to viability. This cannot be going where I think it's going. I cannot have the full experience of being human without a body, so I now propose to make one for myself. Relativity, episode 53, in which new life begins. Written, directed, and produced by Lee Shackelford. Featured in the cast were Alana Jordan, Stephanie Lindsay, Clarence Brown, and Lee Shackelford. The role of central computer Nadia was played by herself. Transitional music in this episode was created by Etta Yibi, Abdessa Maid. Please rate this program and leave a comment about it wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us attract new listeners to share this journey. And find out much more about the series, including ways you can subscribe, hear past episodes, and connect with us through social media, and how you can get exclusive content, all on our website at relativitypodcast.com. Relativity.